station, but we're here for a real education. Welcome to A Real Education, live at Pepito's Parkway Theater. Listen to that enormous crowd of screaming Alfred Hitchcock fans here as we watch Rear Window. I love you all. I can't <laughs> wait for Rear Window. I really can't wait for this movie. Same here. I'm so I don't think bloody I've ever excited. I've seen Rear Window on a big screen. I, I haven't mean, either. I have a giant TV at home, but this this is this is this is super double plus giant. <laughs> so, uh, Jenna, yes. you are about to watch Rear Window for the first time ever. Ever. I envy that. Uh, can you tell us what you know about Rear Window? Okay, I know that it is an Alfred Hitchcock film. Yeah, well, I gave that away right at the That's, top. Well, okay, but I knew that before you told me it Fair. was. Fair. So I, I know that from multiple angles. Um, I also believe it has something to do with, like, a nosy neighbor. Okay. And that, that like, there's it's it's a, a, a thriller. Thriller! Which, right? Like Thriller night. I also know it's 152 minutes long because I had to check to make sure that I could do the plans after this. So, <laughs> so, so well, you may not know what those 152 <laughs> minutes hold. You know that there are 152 minutes ahead of us yes. here tonight. In so, case you're curious. Anything else? Um, I want to say that, like... Okay, I want to say that there's either dancing or a wheelchair involved, and I can't tell you which. <laughs> <laughs> either dancing or <laughs> a wheelchair. Maybe could there's a dancing both. wheelchair. I don't know. It could be both. I think, I think that's a different movie. I, um, <laughs> the, dan uh, the dancing could, wheelchair, I think, I is a different know, movie. I would actually. Mm. Okay. Um, also, I don't believe, and the, this isn't something about the movie itself, I don't believe I've ever actually seen any Hitchcock film ever. Whoa. I know. I, yes. I know. I know. Yeah. I don't watch movies. There's a whole podcast about it. We just <laughs> we just need, yeah, this whole podcast is about the fact but that Jenna does not watch I, movies. And I can't guarantee that, but I honestly, I, I don't think that I have. I've heard people list them off before, and I'm like, mm -hmm. So, Kay. yeah. So this is your first Hitch Hitchcock it, film, which, which is what, yeah. what we thought. We thought this was your first Hitchcock mm -hmm. film, and we chose this one on purpose because there are a lot of really good Hitchcock films. Like most of them. Well, almost really. all Hitchcock yeah. films are really good there, films, but I think... like one that's really <laughs> lousy and I've never made it through. You know, a lot, of the, a lot of the silence where he wasn't actually terribly responsible he, for the script yeah, are... Well, uh, yeah, there was one just at the early end of the sound era. It's, uh, it's you guys are doing that thing anyway, where you nerd anyway, out yeah, around me about that later. and so, I have no idea so what's the going point on. Is, the point is that uh, I think this is a really good entry point for Alfred Hitchcock. Yes. Um, without giving anything away about the movie, we're a non-spoiler podcast here, at least not until after, not until theoretically, afterwards. you've watched the Ooh. film. So uh, it, is, uh, it uses a couple of Hitchcock's favorite actors. Mm-hmm. That uh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, that sure. That you may have heard of. I don't oh. think we're giving anything away by saying it features Jimmy Stewart and Grace Kelly. Yep. Ooh. Yeah. Yep. You know, oh, those are some names you might have before. heard. Wait. One maybe. of them died in a car crash. Oh, um, the other one did not. I don't remember not. which one. Yes. Yeah. I'm sad. <laughs> well, we can get into <laughs> I'm that. Really later. bad at these. <laughs> we'll get into. We might get into <laughs> trivia. There, there are several other actors in the movie that I'm very fond of too. That, mm -hmm. um, aside from Grace Kelly and Jimmy Stewart, that uh, we'll get into after the film. 
Yeah. Wait, Mickey Rooney? <laughs> there's no there's no Mickey Rooney. I will tell you okay. there is no Mickey Rooney. Yeah. No. There is no Mickey Rooney in Yellowface in this film. This this movie features we are, we are safe Sad. from Mickey Rooney for the for the next hour and 52 minutes. So I'm just going to say I can't wait to see this movie on the big screen. So bloody excited about it. I hope you all really enjoy it. Jenna, uh, you will enjoy this movie or we will beat you up on stage after oh the God. So no, <laughs> no pressure. There are no, here. Yeah, there are stakes. I am anti-bullying. Um, <laughs> so uh, right. stick around. Have a great time. We'll be back after the movie. And we're back. How did everybody like the movie? <laughs> were there any hey. first time people, anybody in the audience left that, yeah, ooh, oh, ooh, we got a couple Mine, of people. Really? Besides, yes. aside, aside from Jenna, this was your first time. <laughs> but yes. Okay, what did you think? <laughs> um, I really liked it. I Good, we don't have to pummel her. Hooray. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know, I it would have been say, a different show if that had happened. No, because see, it's all in my brain right now. So, um, the, the, the very end, I still wasn't sold on if he had done it or not until the very end. And I'm still not certain I'm sold on the fact that he did it, except that they said that, like, <laughs> except for look, the fact that he confessed to it to the police. He well, he, it's going to take him on a tour of the East River. No, okay, but, you know? um, like, even when he got into the apartment and said, uh, why didn't she say or something like that? Like, I was like, maybe he just stole jewelry. Like, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> just stole his wife's jewelry while uh, she was off in the country. It might not have been his wife's jewelry. We don't know. Maybe he stole. Right. Maybe he stole somebody else's maybe. jewelry and stored it in her handbag. We don't. Like, up until the very, like, like after the, the, the whole balcony. That, well, up until that point, we don't know. And I'm still not sold on it, which I think is absolutely awesome. <laughs> I know what the story is now, but I'm still not like, you know what I mean? Like, okay. Actually, actually, I was, I was kind of, uh, one of my pet theories is that the woman in the apartment wasn't his wife. His wife was still alive, but he had this thing for like invalid lovers and he was oh like, and that's the woman that got killed. I'm not certain how I feel about that, <laughs> Melissa. Um, all right. But yeah, no, I, I ooh, I'm very, I, I like this a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, yes. Yeah. Now, uh, there there are a lot of arguments to be made uh, as to what the best Hitchcock film is. It's kind of like picking your favorite dog from from a pa from the pound, you know, or your favorite cat or your favorite child. Maybe it, it, it's an interesting analogy given what happened to Tim, the dog in this. If movie. you're getting your children from the pound, no, you are saying, doing I'm it wrong. Saying, I'm just saying. There's a lot of. Uh, is this a, a dog that you kill when it starts digging up things in exactly. the garden? Exactly. <laughs> Which dog are you going to kill in that sort of okay. But the thing is that uh, this is probably my favorite Hitchcock movie. I don't know if okay. it's the best. And the argument <laughs> is typically made that Vertigo is the best Hitchcock film. But it, it depends who you talk to. It depends on who you talk to. And I, and I think my favorite Hitchcock film depends on what day it is. Well, I, I mean, yeah, there are a lot of There were a good lot ones. of favorites. <laughs> But my favorite thing about this one, uh, I mean, we, we'll go into a lot of the bizarre trivia about, about how this movie was put together, but my favorite thing about this one is just the fact that, that in addition to the main story, which is did Thorvald kill his wife or not, sure. 
There are all these other little stories that are going on throughout the film that you just you catch a glimpse of every now and again. And, and yet it's remarkable how you know so much about all these minor characters in the film because it's of like, the moments that he chooses to show you throughout the movie. It's like watching a dozen different TV sets at the same time, <laughs> which is why I'm sure Jeffries was sitting in his apartment well, watching yeah. out the window instead of watching a TV set. You know, when you don't have cable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Things, yeah, it was, it was a different time. It was a different time. Yeah. And, and, you know, of course, the, the fact is... And yet kind of not. <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of things that apply today in a, in a different way. But, I mean, we still live in this culture of voyeurism. It's very different than what it you was know, then. You know, I've got to say, I just moved into a new house and we don't have curtains up yet. <laughs> <laughs> you have a lot of roommates. And I do have a lot of... So I, I think that's the first thing that I needs to get resolved when I get home. Curtains. <laughs> Curtains. We all need. Well, if you're gonna kill somebody, uh, well, yeah. curtains are essential. <laughs> or blinds. Blinds. Blind something. In the case of this film. I just, I, I have this, this idea of all of my neighbors looking in through our giant picture window in the front room. By the way, just like staring at us, watching, waiting for somebody to kill someone. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I really feel like I need to resolve this. So, anyway. So yeah, the the. I, the the fascinating thing about this movie is we basically operate from one point of view for the entire film. Uh, yeah, there are only yeah. like two or three shots that are shot from outside of the apartment. Mm -hmm. And Hitchcock, because he wants to make this movie as realistic as possible, he uses a, a, an entire soundstage, builds the entire apartment complex. Yeah, I have the, the stats stage. here. Oh, we have statistics. Yeah, th this was the largest oh. indoor set ever built at Paramount at that time. Uh, the set was 98 feet wide, 180 feet long, and 40 feet high. It consisted of 31 apartments. Eight of them were fully furnished and complete with running water and all that stuff. Like, people could live in them. Um, I want to go they, live at They had to tear out the floor of the studio. The yeah. garden level of this set was actually in the basement of the studio, and Jeffrey's apartment was at ground level. Um, what had once been ground level. It was level. lit, yeah, <laughs> yeah, what had once been ground level. <laughs> it was lit by 1,000 arc lights, and uh, the heat from the lights actually got so warm on one day, it set up the fire uh, sprinklers indoors. <laughs> and that's when they shot the rain day, that's sure. Right, exactly. No, that's not what happened. No, oh, no. Oh. And they, uh, oh, yeah. there was actually one of the trivia that I was reading is that one of the actors uh, actually stayed on set. Because yeah, it was Miss Torso. Yeah, Miss Torso really? stayed yeah, Torso on set. Kind of lived in her apartment on set. Oh, yeah. that's fantastic! Yeah. She was being Go a method actor and everything, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Just danced around, you know. So he's he Hitchcock is so committed to the look of this film that he goes through the trouble of building this gigantic set. He's got enough power with the studio now that he can say, "No, I want you to take out the floor." Yeah, so I can build this set. And they say, yes, sir, Mr. Hitchcock, sir. We'll, we'll do that for you. And he, he makes this just amazing film. Yeah, at this point, he was one of the most powerful people in Hollywood. Yeah. Because he made movies that made a bajillion dollars for the studios. <laughs> and he, he made stars. And he made stars that existed even more famous. I mean, he mm. was... He this is a man at the top of his game at, at this point. Yeah. 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 Rear Window is, you know, I, the golden era of Hitchcock. It's yeah. when, you know, if, if you sit and you look at the, the films that he's making at that time, you're just like, 
holy crap, every single one of these. Yeah, is the fantastic. 50s through the mid 60s. Yeah. Uh, there are like five to eight films that are just amazing all right in a row. Before this movie, he makes Dial M for Murder, which also has Grace Kelly in it. Yep. And uh, Dial M for Murder is, is, is 4A into 3D. Yes. Which, if you ever watch the movie, it, it, it's, it's interesting because it's pretty clear he didn't care much for 3D. He just kind of made it because the studio said, we want you to make a movie in 3D. So he said, all right, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Sure. Sure, I'll, I'll do Why it. Why not? But, but, but uh, and I, what, what was after Rear Window? Do you remember? I, I didn't look it up. I should have. Mm. I want to say it's North by Northwest. I'm not entirely sure, though. Mm, if it was, oh. holy crap. Rear Window is my favorite Hitchcock film. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's that's amazing. Your favorite Hitchcock film. But yeah, pretty much all right in a row. It's Rear Window the uh, rear window in North by Northwest and uh, Vertigo and The Birds. And Psycho's in there. Psycho and To, to Catch, catch a, thief. a Thief is in there. Yeah. More Grace Kelly. More Grace <laughs> Kelly. Wrapped in gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the he, man who knew really, too much. That was like 1951, I think. He's really on a on a run that's probably unparalleled until Steven Spielberg starts making movies in the late 70s and early 80s. Yeah. Uh, in terms of just a run of success as a director. Yes. Um, and, and also a director who not only has great critical acclaim and great artistic vision but also makes enormously entertaining movies the audiences love him yeah which is why he can keep he can go to jimmy stewart and say hey jimmy stewart how'd you like to make a movie and jimmy stewart <laughs> says how high yeah or or he says to jimmy stewart i'd like you to make a movie where you spend the entire film in a chair well not the entire film virtual well yeah there's the point when he gets dropped thank you and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure you'd sit in a chair for an entire movie if you uh, Grace Kelly was. If Grace Kelly you. was draped over you for yeah. most of the film, yeah, yeah. yeah that's you the, know. it's not too hard. So, so I think I've got this this wonderful uh, additional microphone mm -hmm. that I can use to wander into the audience uh, for which we can do comments. Now I'm going to point out we're recording this for a podcast, which means if you don't talk into the microphone, it's just dead air. So wait until I get there. <laughs> Wait until I get there. I'm swapping mics now. Uh, Here I am. I've swapped mics. Mics. Wow. Okay. While you're okay. walking over there, I, can I just yeah, talk ahead. again about how much I love the detail of the minor characters in this thing? I was. Please and, talk and about that. Here, yeah. here's the thing. The the um, my my favorite non-character was the bird lady, who I think got maybe like three shots total. Oh yeah. But the, like. Like I could see in the opening thing as it's panning across everything, like a little yellow blanket in a corner. And I'm like, what the hell is that? And then like a, a, a couple scenes later, we see that she takes the, the yellow blanket off the birdcage and there's the birdcage and she just takes it inside. And I'm like, oh, hey, you have a bird. I want to know her story. Like I got to know so many things about so many well, of these other characters. You want to know about everybody. And she just owns a bird as far as I know yeah. <laughs> and, and how much how much do you love that almost all of these scenes are enacted without dialogue you know exactly yeah. what's yeah. going on oh god there's so much pantomime I love yeah. it love um, it also uh, just one really quick uh, bit of really random trivia uh, the songwriter the guy in the songwriter apartment yeah uh, he's the guy who created Alvin and the Chipmunks <laughs> I, I, no shit uh huh oh my god that's fantastic totally <laughs> Okay, so we have All a right. comment from the audience. I'm going to hold the microphone up to this gentleman here. Hi, sir. What do you have to say? I was just going to say uh, you were talking before about Vertigo. Vertigo came along in 58. 
This was 54. His next movie, in, according to IMDb here at least, was To Catch a Thief. To, to ca Catch a Thief catch, with Grace thief. Kelly once again, uh, which I believe... Uh, and, and I believe that is the last movie that Grace Kelly made with Hitchcock. That's the last Hitchcock, Grace Kelly. Yeah, but that High Society was not a Hitchcock film. Um, the la her last movie yeah, is High but Society. Yeah, the last one she made with Hitchcock. But the last one she makes with Hitchcock is To Catch a Thief. And then she went off and became Princess of Monaco. Yeah, and died in a car crash, as we mentioned at the beginning. Spoilers, sorry. Uh, does anybody else have a comment? Yes, ooh, look, over here. I will walk over here. Please wait to talk <laughs> until they have the microphone in your face. This is exciting. This is really interesting on a podcast. <laughs> yes, sir, what's your comment? I had a couple First one is, it's been a while since I've seen this, but I completely forgot about the dancing. I remembered the wheelchair, <laughs> but I forgot about yeah, the dancing. I said, yeah, oh my God, Jenna was right. There I was, was dancing right. in this There movie. was a wheelchair and dancing. <laughs> she's absolutely correct. I thought the same thing when she mentioned, I'm like, oh my God, she's, we're never going to hear the end of it at the end of the film. <laughs> and the second one I is, I think that that initial scene when you first meet Grace Kelly, it's the close-up. That is one of the best Screen oh kisses and all God, cinema. that was fantastic. Oh, good God, yes. Uh, any screen oh kiss involving Grace Kelly is one of the best screen <laughs> well, kisses all in right. all of cinema. <laughs> We're going to go back here. We have a gentleman with a comment. Hold on a moment, sir. <laughs> uh, I just want to say Thelma Ritter, who played the nurse. I was, was going to get into Thelma She was nominated Ritter, yeah. about five, six times for supporting actress and never won. Oh, yeah. She, she was nominated six times six for times? things like Birdman of Alcatraz, yeah. uh, All About Eve. Right. Uh, pick up on South Street, uh, the mating game. Wow, you know it all. <laughs> she's on top of this. Actually, Thelma Ritter is one of my favorite actresses. Yeah, yeah she's fantastic. Awesome. Anything that she's in. And, I oh love. my God, I love that character. Isn't she great? Yeah, of I had a grandma like that. And looks I love like her. he got a little sloppy. <laughs> got to clean off the walls. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Mind if I have a drink? But I can't, God, I can't I help but say this, but I met both Grace Kelly and Tippi Hedren. <gasps> awesome. Aww. Now I'm really jealous. Yeah. <laughs> and I wish we had time to hear those stories. Uh, My inner nerd is envious. The, <laughs> 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 the internet is envious. The, I, um, inside. Yeah, the, the, we d I did want to talk about Thelma Ritter because yeah, she's Thel amazing. Thelma Ritter Please is amazing. Please. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, she was just this amazing character actress. I mean, one of the few actresses during this time who were kind of working at her age and you know like just an older actress who just kept doing these amazing roles and yeah. she wasn't nominated for this but she uh nominated for tons of oscars I really never won I six nominated for six yeah what, what were the two movies i was missing the two movies you missed were, hold on, let me bring the microphone over instead of having you shout <laughs> into the void and people on the podcast oh, will be God, like, what are they, what are they? Because they can't actually yeah, look no, up the IMDb can, while they're listening to a podcast brain. on the internet. Hi there, what are the other movies? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, she was uh, no, known for this movie, of course, Rear Window, All About Eve, Birdman of Alcatraz, yep. Pillow Talk. Pillow Talk is another one she was nominated uh, for, I think. A bunch of other things. Uh which now my I've phone's not cooperating. So we've got five. Anyway. Oh, there's five. Yeah, the point is, I, Thelma Ritter. Yeah, if you ever see Thelma Ritter listed in the credits of a movie, just watch it. Um, I, honestly, particularly, I, I particularly recommend um, Pick Up on South Street. She will break your heart. She's one Aww. of the, the major roles in it. Miracle on 34th oh. Street is Miracle another on 34th one Street is that she's in. She had, that was a really tiny role, if I remember right. 
yeah, it's not a big role, but yeah. okay, because I've actually seen that movie, so I'm trying yeah. to think now. <laughs> Very kind. Of it's it is Hold Christmas on. related, so Hold yeah. On. We're going to no, be over here. Yes, sir. Sorry, nobody talked about Raymond Burr, who went on to be mm -hmm. Perry Mason and Ironsides, who was yeah. Thorwald in the movie. Yeah, uh, uh, we were going to get to him, I'm fantastic. sure. How chilling is it when he actually makes eye contact? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's <sighs> the greatest scene ever when he just looks up and he looks straight at Jimmy Stewart. He only and then, does that like and then, a couple times. Like, oh, and when, when he realizes like, he's being watched. Oh and, and, and he looks at Jimmy Stewart and then Jimmy Stewart sends <laughs> his only companion out to help his girlfriend. I'm like, are you stupid? <laughs> He knows where you live. <laughs> Do you not know you're in a Hitchcock film? Dear God. <laughs> well, okay, and can can I say, I, I had this uh, preconception about Hitchcock that it was all, like, super seriously, like, doom and gloom and rrr kind of oh. thing. Oh, no, no, no. no. Wow, like, you got like the, yeah. Well, I don't know. I just yeah. I just keep hearing suspense and thriller. Yeah. But, but one and of I, the most fabulous things about Hitchcock is he has this amazing sense of humor. I love it. I love it so yeah. much. I'm very excited. I, I, okay, so I love a lot of the movies that we've watched, but I might actually go and see more Hitchcock now. <laughs> oh, Because like, this was so fantastic. You it can't go watch fun. more Hitchcock. Was, We're going to get, uh, there's going to be like a year of Hitchcock. Damn it. Now I have to wait. This sucks. <laughs> I own every single one, Jenna. She does. Every she does. single every Hitchcock so for the At next least the ones that still exist. How many weeks are we doing this in a row? Let's <laughs> Should we do an entire go. year of Hitchcock? That is, oh, <laughs> oh look, God. the audience, the, and the crowd goes wild. Um, I'm trying to, there was something else I wanted to bring up, but we're probably, we've probably been talking for a while. And they're they're going to oh, be doing oh, another on. showing. Edith so Head, we can talk about Edith oh, Head. Oh, Edith Head was the other thing e I was going to bring up. Well, there you uh, go. was the costume designer for this film, as she was on many Hitchcock films and mm -hmm. um, and on many classic it, yeah she, her her mm. uh, her designs are all over credits. my fair lady those amazing dresses Aww. in my fair lady came mm -hmm. from me to yes. and um, uh, if you if you remember the movie The Incredibles, mm -hmm. the character yes. Edna yes. Mode is Edna Edith Mode Head. Oh, on Edith Duh. Head. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> Literally, the character Edna yeah. Mode is Edith Head because yeah. Edith Head was the short the little woman with black, with black <laughs> short cut hair with and glasses. glasses and the and the <laughs> attitude. It's Edith Head. Yeah, no, no, not they didn't even pretend. That it was That's anything fantastic. else. Yeah, pretty much in in this era, if you see somebody dressed amazingly well, it's it's Edith probably Head. Edith Head, and nice. so th that that's the the number of the number of really talented people that come together w around Hitchcock is really pretty remarkable. Um, yeah, one of his uh, key cinematographers also worked on this movie too, and I need to refresh my name uh, names here. Uh, Robert Burks. Uh, was also the guy the, the guy who filmed this also worked on North by Northwest Vertigo and the Birds so, so you know among other things he was all right yeah he did he, a, had, he did an okay job he had a certain <laughs> level <Just> a few. <laughs> he had I, some mad I cinematographer like skills how they fit different camera things into the story itself with him as a photographer mm -hmm. that owned binoculars and the super lens and all of that and they were able to do different depth and everything else with that that was just a fun film thing like just to play that in the story was fun well yeah and and he the the interesting about the thing the interesting thing about the story at least i think is that it makes you complicit in the voyeurism you're right there in jeff's apartment oh, yes you, you, this is <laughs> a movie entirely about being a voyeur yeah 
<laughs> I, I also love the fact that at the beginning of the film, he tells you exactly why Thor, why uh, Jimmy Stewart's character is in a wheelchair without ever explicitly telling you. Right. Mm -hmm. It's just like, oh, look, the broken camera and a shot of a race car coming straight at your face. Yep. Yeah. Huh. Wonder what happened there. Yep. All right. Mm -hmm. Now we know why his leg's broken. Now we, and we don't have to. Hitchcock is is nicely uh, respectful of his audience. And then he yeah. thinks if he gives you a few pieces of a story that you can fill in the rest. And that's what so much of this movie is about. It's about Jimmy Stewart's character getting a few pieces of the story and filling in the rest. And is he filling it in properly or not? Which, of course, then raises the question as you're looking at the pieces of all these other stories that he's presenting to you and we're filling in the rest. Are we filling it in appropriately or not? I know. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I love it so much. He's just playing with your head. That's what Hitchcock <laughs> does. It. He love plays it. with your head. And it's so fantastic. many, and it's interesting that so many of the bits of the story that he's seeing are things that are filling in information he's getting from his own life, or vice versa. Like the, you know, the the tension in the relationship between Jeffries and Lisa. You know, there's tension yeah. between uh, Raymond Burr's character and his wife or lover, as we. <laughs> uh, Whatever. Or, we don't know, you know what she the, is. The, the, the newlyweds, you know, you see their arguments come into play, and it, yeah. It, yeah. It, it just, it's a masterful piece of work. Yes. It mm -hmm. really is. There's, there's, there's hardly a, a wasted frame in this entire film. Mm -hmm. Just the way, the way he weaves together all of these stories, but all the stories are relevant. Yeah. Yes. They, they, none of you know. Miss Lonely Hearts is the person who <laughs> could be who Jeffries turns into, mm -hmm. or the p person that Lisa turns into. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's just really amazing, an amazing film. So, final thoughts, and then we're going to have to wrap it up. Jenna, why do you always start with me? Oh God, because it I, puts you on the oh, spot. Oh, right. Okay. This is supposed to be um, about you learning I, things no, about it's movies. It's not supposed to be about me. It's supposed to be about the film, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> am <laughs> um, really, really excited to see more Hitchcock. I'm not going to lie. I did not know what this was all about. Now I'm very excited, like a lot, like Sweet. super plots. <laughs> uh, so Mission for, accomplished. Yeah, seriously, for the next mm -hmm. however many weeks, we got to do this. Let's just go. <laughs> our work, <laughs> our work here is done. It'll be fine. <laughs> Excellent. Melissa? I love Hitchcock. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's, that's, that's what it boils down to. That's good. That's good. Uh, I also love Hitchcock. Uh, for final thoughts, what I'm going to do is mention that uh, we are hoping to continue doing this uh, live presentation at the Parkway Theater, Pepito's Parkway Theater here in beautiful Minneapolis every month. Next month, November the 17th. I meant to look mm -hmm. up that date, but I believe that's correct. It November the 17th, 17th yes. which is a Sunday at 1.15, we will be doing a podcast of John Carpenter's The Thing, yeah. which is going to be freaking awesome. Yeah. So awesome. And Jen is like, I don't know what I this movie's no about. Sure. And that's, <laughs> that's doubly it. awesome. So I'm going to say, <laughs> come to the movie, tell your friends. It's only five bucks for a ticket. And if you bring somebody who hasn't seen the film... Two for one tickets. Yeah. Mm. To see John Carpenter's The Thing in a movie theater. Bring people to join me in Solidarity. Damn. Not Bring knowing people who have never seen it who will <laughs> freak, who freak out. out. So come and see that. So our next episode, excited. if you're listening to this on the podcast at home, our next episode, we will be broadcasting. It's on November 1st, the day after Halloween, and we will be talking about the abominable Dr. Fibes. <laughs> so... 
that is some awesome stuff as well. We want to thank everybody for joining us. Thanks. Give yourselves a round of applause. Thank you, guys. And join us next time on A Real Education. Over and out. We hope you enjoyed our film fixation. We'll see you next time on A Real Education. Dee, dee.